0: and then i could just feel it in in my guts and in my midsection just kind of it was weird it was it was like my midsection was puffing out like there was a layer there and then just just twisting and wrenching on the inside and felt like just like completely tying it in a knot
1: i started to get intense abdominal pains like we said before but Tenfold, Like, I couldn't move, and I was in, like, a fetal position.
0: Also, just to think that, like, I should ask an angry spirit or ghost or whatever he <laughs> was why he's angry. Uh, just looking back, it's like, why would I think that would be a good idea for me to do?
1: It was such intense pain that I didn't think that a ghost could really do that, but uh, I was wrong, obviously.
0: Just keep it on. So we just have one take, right? So what's our volume, like, are we... What? So, like, how how loud should we be thinking about talking... Welcome to Strange Transmissions. Transmissions.
2: My name is Ryan, and you'll also be hearing from Kelsey, and today we'll be finishing a two-part episode on the Palmer House in Sauk Center, Minnesota. Last episode, we discussed some of the historical background of the Palmer House, as well as some of the resident ghosts that call it home. This week, we'll finish our two-part episode with talking to our producer, Eric, and my sister, Phoebe, who is a psychic medium that actually communicates with ghosts, about the interesting experience they had while we were there.
3: Yeah, and we never answered that question from last time I had about how you tell the difference between good and bad.
1: Well, I would just put it down to gut instinct how do you feel when you interact with that ghost how does your body feel um, I've had times where I've interacted with ghosts who I th- thought were going to be quite pleasant and that were working in love and have turned out to be quite negative negative. and they can put on a fake face too I think from my experiences. That ghosts can act like they're coming from somewhere of kindness, but have so much pent-up anger that they can use their energy against you to make you feel bad physically. Yeah. how that happen?
0: It's, it's such an interesting idea to think about that a ghost could be sad or angry or happy. Um, it's certainly something I've never thought about before or considered that as a possibility.
2: That's our producer, Eric, and he and Phoebe will take it from here.
1: He's trying to come in. <laughs> Kelsey, take care of that pig. <laughs> he needs to go up with his
3: mom. Okay, got the dog out of the room. Here we go.
2: So, brand new batteries in the recorder, just died walking into the basement. So I'm gonna try again, see if I can find the group.
1: loud in my head and it'd be nice if you didn't steal my phone battery so I can see my flashlight and I'm very excited to be here and talk with you guys again.
0: Hi, I'm Eric. Um, You can touch me, talk to me, show yourself to me um, or give me messages Um, and thanks for having us down here. Alrighty. I um. How do we want to start?
1: I don't know. I don't know. I, d- I just... I don't know how to start at all. Is there a best way?
0: Um, I guess I'll start from the beginning of the evening, uh, since that was how I kind of got in the, the space I was in to get in a little bit of trouble in the first place. Um, So, you know, we had spent the day learning techniques for both getting more in touch with the spirit world and also trying to protect ourselves in uh, that space. Um, So at the beginning of the night, we were the first group down in the basement um, and I was having some really cool uh, experiences, I thought. You know, I was getting in touch with some things, I was seeing shadows, I was um, feeling cold spots, uh, seeing some lights, things like that, so that was cool.
1: Hear mm-hmm. that way. There's a lot going on in here, actually. Yeah. Um, I also Jack pointed out. I don't know, Eric. Do you have a, the temperature
0: went down not Yeah. I mean, I was getting some sort of shadow came in through the door. Yeah. Moved past us and is hanging out in this corner behind us. And so I did the temperature thing over there, and it was, you know, dropping down a good ten degrees. Nice. I just felt um, so we're sitting around in a circle in the basement and it's pretty normal basement, uh, plaster walls, concrete floors, it's pitch black down there, um, except there's this kind of creepy snowman in the corner of the room. And yeah, so we just kind of sit there and wait for something to happen. Okay, and
1: right yeah, there's totally something thing. just like when you left, like, full body energy just like walked in here and was hanging out. Yeah. Even
0: freaked me out a little bit because they're just like I know, very right?
3: human. Yeah. Like uh, it's yeah. <laughs> so it behind, it's behind
0: me. Yeah. yeah, behind these two. Well, I, I see it. Pretty. I see something standing. i take a picture. Yeah, sure.
3: So Go pretty, for it. Think, right. it's, it's not just the shadow either, a, no, it's not a shadow either. No, it's not a shadow. It's a light. Yeah, it's, it's light yeah.
0: colored, but it's it all to me. It looks like a figure standing yeah. light colored though. Yeah. and it was, I was it was weird. Okay, reaching out because it almost like I like, had a hand reaching out. So there was one point in the basement where Amy, who is a shaman, um, reminded everyone to kind of pay attention to how they're feeling and uh, check in with the other people in the group to see how they're feeling. <sighs> really good advice. Um wish I had remembered it throughout the whole night. Is everybody
1: feeling okay in here? Yeah.
0: yeah. The only reason
1: why I ask is because I, I've been down there with Phoebe, you know this, and
0: yeah. some of you guys have been down here. Sometimes it's nice just to check and make sure that everybody's doing okay. I know Suzanne was talking before about, oh, let somebody know if you're not feeling okay. Sometimes what can happen is you don't realize that you're actually not doing okay unless somebody's checking in with you once a while. like 45 minutes into the hour we spent down there. um, I just kind of felt it all uh, stop and everything was kind of, just seemed to go away from me. Um, So I was a little disappointed, but uh, it was, you know, I didn't think too much of that. Um, So then we went up to the the first floor of the hotel working with uh, Suzanne and Lisa. And uh, there was some interesting things going on in that room, but I didn't really uh, Lisa and Suzanne were doing some some Matrix things or things I had, I had I had no idea what was going on. It was it was beyond my experience with any of this stuff and beyond my skill level certainly. So I was just kind of tuned out uh, for that for that uh, session. Um, and I think as as a result of what was go- happened in the basement at the end of that, and then and then when we were on the first level, I just was kind of. Uh, tuned out from the whole experience a little bit and and a little bit removed and kind of thinking um, you know maybe what happened in the basement was all that was going to happen for me and it was kind of you know it was over for me so I was just kind of I was observing um, still enjoying it but kind of just assuming that I wasn't going to really experience anything more Um, so then we went up to the third floor uh, in the infamous uh, room 17 which is uh, where Lucy's room is and they had been kind of getting um we'd been hearing that they'd been getting um some interesting things going on in that room all evening um and so I was kind of on the the periphery of that I was kind of in the doorway so I didn't really get a whole lot in that room and then a few people had wandered down to there's there's a playroom uh where a lot of the kids hang out down the hall so a few of the people had had kind of wandered down that direction so I went to join them I was sitting in the kids room and then uh they had set up. Somebody had set up one of those. um, Well, what are those things called?
1: So is that people just standing by? No. It or just going
2: off? No. Kelsey's right there. Not standing next to it, but she's watching it. Mm-hmm. It's not an electrical source because it'd just be dying the whole time. Right.
0: So I was spending uh, time in the playroom, just sitting on the floor, um, and somebody had set up a REM pod out in the hallway, which uh, you set it on the ground, and it um, measures electromagnetic fields as they pass by it or anything like that. And it was doing some interesting things out there. It would, you know, beep periodically, and then every once in a while it would just spike and stay there and just make this really annoying beeping um, sound.
3: Okay, it won't.
1: He wants right, it's interesting because it's, cause it's
3: not out. like he, I mean, he could leave if he wants to
1: leave. I think he's. it's all territorial things yeah, right it's, here. It's attention.
3: Yeah, it's like, yeah. I'm getting
2: you here, so I'm going to
0: stay here. Hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Kind of, that is weird. It's kind weird. of like a fifth of
2: Lucy's room. Yeah. He knows you how much yeah. you're yeah. up to. That's really bizarre. He hates me That is so weird
0: So I went out to kind of just see what What was up and and more and more people Kind of gathered around And we were noticing that um, Anytime a female Went anywhere near the thing It would just go nuts and just scream And it sounded like it was just basically shouting Anytime a woman uh, went anywhere close to it But it seemed to be fine uh, With guys so
2: And by close to it you mean like Six
0: feet. Like six feet. Yeah, like I, I don't mean like right next Like yeah. it's, it's would be normal for it to do that if yeah. somebody was was too right far, next to it. Too far to trigger it. Yeah, too far to trigger it. And like uh, guys could get much closer to it and it would just do nothing. But anytime, you know, a, a woman even took a step closer to it, it guys, just well, went well, berserk. I don't, know about. I
1: don't necessarily think I know. a lady there No. Yeah. Yeah. A bunch of guys. Yeah. There Yeah. yeah. See you so, down See you down, down up <laughs> wow, look at that! Wow, no girl like I don't think he might Mom. Maybe
0: he's old fashioned. So, I'm you know, we're all thinking this is uh, pretty exciting, and I think. In some regard, probably, because we hadn't seen anything happen for for a good amount of time, I think our excitement got the better of us, and, and we were maybe, um, I don't know, antagonizing the thing, be, not being as respectful, maybe, of what was going on in the hallway as we should have been. And I certainly, because I, earlier in the night, everything had kind of stopped for me, so I, I, I let my guard down. I wasn't paying attention to kind of protecting my uh, space and putting my bubble around me at that point. Um... But then I got, like, really involved because it was really exciting because something was going on again. So, you know, I, I was like, okay, maybe maybe I can try and tap into whatever this is or just see what's, you know, I'll give it a shot. So, so I, you know, kind of opened myself up, um, closed my eyes, kind of focused on the spot where I felt like it was really, uh, the energy was really coming from. Um, and I just, you know, in my mind asked the question, why are you so angry? Uh, and I immediately started uh, seeing kind of a pulsing, yellow orange um light and then i could just feel it in in my guts and in my midsection just kind of it was weird it was it was like my midsection was puffing out like there was a layer there and then just just twisting and wrenching on the inside felt like just like completely tying it in a knot and so you know that went on for i don't i don't i guess i can't pretty probably say how long that was going on but i opened my eyes um and i looked up at amy and, and phoebe Uh, who were with us and I was just like you know I'm getting um, it in my midsection I think I'm going to throw up and I think I should probably get up and kind of clear out of here because Amy and Phoebe had both kind of felt some of the stuff going on in their it's sections as well. It's just so not yeah, getting specific. Yeah, no, it's so much nothing. condensed it's anger like, that it's just kind yeah. yeah. of like Does anyone have a regular? emf yeah. you said, you said right here I'm getting yeah. it right
1: here. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. Like,
0: it's, it's, like it's like twisting twisting. Twist a little bit. Yeah. I'm, I'm like puffing twi- up like there's like a layer and then got to feel bloated And twist I feel like I have MS so that I'm like, I'm thinking I should probably not take it for much longer. Like it's I'm getting a little bit uh, yeah, and that's what I felt over yeah. there in that room when I was in the doorway. And I was, like, so, so I got up and and removed myself. Uh, went further down the hall, and I was just kind of uh, hanging out behind the group um, down the hall a little ways. Um, and you know, some more time passed, and and this went on, and I just, I just started feeling, you know, the, the sickness or the feeling like my stomach was all knotted up, never really cleared up. It was, you know, it it didn't get any worse, but it was just kind of like, I'm just kind of holding my ground here off in the distance. Um, and then I just started getting these, these really like strange emotions that I felt were... I didn't know what where they were coming from. I was feeling very much, um, getting angry, uh, at people, at the group. Um, not like, but nobody was doing anything. And I felt very much like, uh, um, ostracized. Like I felt like I was outside the group or something like that. And, and I was missing, like, I don't know. I felt like people were doing things to me, um, And I felt victimized I don't know You know I felt victimized I guess Is the best word for it And I was getting angry But nothing was going on That would That was that Or whatever Um So then after A time The group kind of cleared out And we were going to move on And I was just kind of So the group was kind of gathered And I was still just standing down the hallway Um So Kelsey comes and grabs me She grabs my hand And she's like Uh She's like Are you okay? And I'm like I'm like yeah I'm fine Um and, you know, and then she looks at me and she says again, she's like, are you are you sure you're okay? Um, and, you know, she must have seen something, uh, you know, because I could feel, I could feel like I was feeling these really strange emotions, but I didn't know what it was. Um, and she, she must have seen something on my face. Um, she described it afterwards. It was just like I had, had a completely blank face. Like there was just no, no read on my face at all.
3: And I remember we're all sitting in the hall and I'm looking through these pictures I have on my phone of when we are in the basement. And there's this crazy picture of Eric where we see a piece of his shirt and we know he's in the picture, but for some reason he's not really in the frame. And so we're all marveling at this picture, kind of like looking at it saying like, oh, whoa, that's crazy, Eric's not in there. And Ryan kind of yells out like, Eric, are you dead? And I look up and realize that Eric isn't there. And I look past the group and see him standing at the very end of the hall. And I will never forget the face he had because I, I like, looked at him and it was like he wasn't there. Eric wasn't there. And so I got up. I walked past everybody. I walked down to the end of the dark hall. And I get down there and I look at him and there's tears just streaming out of his face. And I ask I'm like, are you okay? And he, he kind of like doesn't look at me in the eye and is like, yeah, I'm fine. And I said, you're not okay. And I grab his hand and I just rush to find Suzanne or Amy or someone. Eric, yeah, like, are you dead? I got the craziest picture of you. No, I'm
1: serious.
2: So these were, all three of these are taken out of right? See
3: Eric.
2: Um, yeah. What's this? See Eric. See Eric. You see Eric? No. Yeah, I he do. He oh, he's right
3: there. So you see him there. But he's nowhere in this picture. And then go to the next one. Oh and then he's back there. God. What? But, so, like,
2: that's, like, totally see-through. Like, that's not a person. Not even, like,
3: blurry. Like, he's <laughs> <only. laughs>
2: <laughs> Like, it's some crazy iPhone, uh, man. Yeah, it's like, some so. crazy
3: phone man. It's not a ghost yeah. picture. Unless
2: yeah. if Eric is dead. Is this the sixth sense? I don't about it. Eric's there. Wait, hold up. Yep. What the? There's
1: Oh, Wow. Nothing else around him is. But he's not in the rest of this picture at all. And then, oops.
2: And then he's backing out. Yeah, I like,
3: You all right?
0: No, he's not, okay. Um, and so she grabbed me by, like grabbed my hand uh, and she's like, all right, we need to go find Suzanne now. Um, and so she's pulling me down the hall. Unfortunately, Amy, uh, who is another healer and energy worker, was in our group. So she was right there. So she's like, Amy, you need to help us. Um, and so Amy grabs my hand And and She looks at me and and I think this is when it really kind of hit me that something weird was going on because she looks She looks at me and she looks at my face and she she just says oh, honey And she just like pulls me into her room and slams the door and I'm like what like what in the world? What in the world is is going on at this point? You know at this point I'm I'm crying and I'm like I'm shaking and I'm like I don't I don't know You know, and I think it was more uh, like fear of not, you know, I was just scared and startled, I had no idea, and her reaction, um, not that it was an over-the-top reaction, but to see that, like, she thought there was something going on was a little bit, uh, alarming, so she sat me down on the bed, um, you know, and I don't, I had my eyes closed, and I was just focused on breathing, so I don't really know, you know, a whole lot, she was, uh, burning, um, cedar, and she was burning sage, and, uh, going through, um, you know, a a ritual to try and get whatever was going on, um, out or, you know, get, help me get rid of it or whatever. And then a little bit later, uh, there's a knock on the door and it's, uh, Suzanne and Suzanne comes in and then they're working on me together. Um, and you know, the, the whole thing is kind of, you know, blur. I don't know exactly, uh, how to explain the experience because I wasn't really I don't really know what I was experiencing. I was just trying to breathe and try to like calm down, essentially calm myself down.
1: Well, you know it better than anybody. Okay. Well, there's
2: been a lot of issues going on. Right right. Now. But, what do you, what do
1: you um, feel? What I feel with her is she was um, like late 20s, early 30s when she died. And she was here and then Raymond was across the hall. And they had like a, a love affair. Hmm. What we figured out last time is Raymond had his own kids and his own family that we didn't, that she didn't know about because we told her that and she was just devastated Mm -hmm. and because he had a whole separate life that she she didn't know about. Mm -hmm. And um, she was like in love with him and she got pregnant and then she was to be determined what actually happened but strangled is one of the Mm -hmm. main like feelings Mm -hmm. you get, like even right now like it's hard to like even talk about her because she was strangled and I killed because of the pregnancy.
2: Gotcha. And again, Lucy, I apologize. I have just been telling
1: people what I have been told from the Palmer House. So if that was incorrect, my deepest apologies. So we were the last group to go in Lucy's room, and there was a lot of activity already happening and recounts of people being pushed out of the bathroom area, and then the whole room entirely, and so I could tell that Lucy was upset, but she still puts on a front of being put together and sassy and classy, but she was really upset because of who was ever in her room, and you could tell that it was a territorial battle between two people, like a power struggle, and that's what I was getting at the time, and. Lucy was in the room, on the bed, and the man was in the room, and then he s- s- like swooped out and I went inside, the- like went to the threshold and stood there so he couldn't come back in because obviously I'm going to protect Lucy over a stranger that I don't know and who seems to be angry.
2: So quiet in this room. Yeah, like it's like it's like a crypt. Yeah. Like it's so dense and quiet. Um,
3: what I've been
1: getting
3: is.
2: Was that,
3: what was
1: that?
0: Did someone? I'm sorry, that was me moving my feet. Yeah. No, it was something else. It was. Else. Like it was sh- sh- yeah. yeah. yeah.
3: yeah. It sounded oh, scary yeah. over here. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, did I hit you? Did I hit you with this? Hmm? Yeah. No. No. Oh I my just gosh. Something, go, something like hit this so hard it spun it's fully around. what I was going to say. I've never felt is someone that Someone else
1: before. is in Lucy's room. Yes. And Probably. that's why yes. she's really not happy. She's been, Oh god. <sighs> and so I was doing all that I could to keep him out. And he seemed to be affecting people negatively, so at the time I didn't even decide to listen to what he had to say because I couldn't really communicate with him because he was so angry. And then we had the little boy in the room who kind of stole the show from everything, and that caused the man to be angry and kind of irrational, and that's why all of the spikes are happening, in my opinion, down at the end of the hallway because then we were finally listening to him well paying attention, not necessarily listening, because I could not connect with him. In any way because he did not want to be with me because I stopped him from coming back into Lucy's room. Because they clearly have some unfinished business
0: I guess when when I felt this happen when I was sitting on the ground and I you know and I asked the question, um, why are you so angry? and then I started seeing these lights and I and I uh, start feeling this feeling, I got, I got a very strong sense of, um, you, you know, I've heard it, people say, you know, I received information. I got a very strong sense of what, of what this thing, what this thing was, or the spirit or ghost or whatever it was, what it was, uh, what it was doing, even like characteristics. Like, so you know, I got that it was, uh, a male, um, I, I got between 25 and 35 years old, uh, thin, I I even got blonde hair. Um, and I, I got that it, he was, um, he was angry because he thought he, you know, he thought he had every right to be in Lucy's room and to be around Lucy. Uh, um, you know, he felt very strongly that he had a right to be there and everybody in that room, um, the whole night had kind of been treating him like he was an asshole. Uh, for wanting to be there. And they were, they were ostracizing him and saying, you know, acting like he was hurting Lucy and, and he was out of place and, and trying to make him leave. Um, you know, and I got very strongly that, that he was, he was not a nice guy. Uh, and so I'm not, I don't want to defend him. Like, I think he was probably a jerk and I think he was probably an angry person. And I think he probably treated, you know, I got that he probably treated women poorly on a regular basis, um, in his life. Uh, but I don't, I don't think you know. I don't think he was evil, or that his like he was evil being there. I think you know he thought that he had a right to be there, and he 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 got he I, he had a strong sense of injustice for the way he was treated um, throughout the night for just wanting to be uh, where he thought he belonged. Um, so yeah, I think that so is that, that was, my so that was his anger manifesting in you. Right, yeah, yeah, so you know the you know when I'm standing apart from the group um and I'm getting angry at people and I, and I'm feeling you know and it's interesting because I, I felt um I felt like the group was treating me unjustly for nothing, you know they, like not anything anybody was doing it was nonsense the way I was feeling not nonsense, but it wasn't something that was happening to me um but I felt like I you know me standing there watching things, and I felt i i you know I was feeling I think probably the way he felt the way the group, He felt had treated him throughout the night this injustice, and I was felt very much like I was experiencing that same feeling. And and you've never had any experience? No, no, um, are probably expected to. (laughs) No, I never expected to. I've never felt uh, that out of control of my own kind of emotions, I guess. And it was interesting because I was like, I consciously knew I was, I knew I was me, it's not like I was like out of body or possessed or anything like that. Like, I knew I was me. Like, it was just, I felt very out of control of how I was feeling.
1: And then I went downstairs before anything even, like, before you realized what was happening, Eric. And so I went downstairs to go get Suzanne to bring her upstairs because I could tell that it was not good energy and that, people were starting to feel sick and I was feeling the cramps in my stomach and Amy was too and so it was very validating of that and we were all kind of confused about what his deal was and why no one psychic could tap into what he had to say or what he was doing except you, which was interesting
0: and I'm not a trained psychic <laughs> <laughs> you know, and that's, that's actually one of the things um, that, you know, thinking back, it's like how how, uh, how stupid I was you know in some ways to, to you know uh, I should have recognized that I you know I had not was not guarding myself which but I you know I'm not trained mm-hmm. to, to understand mm-hmm. that or to know the difference um, and also just to think that like I should ask an angry spirit or ghost or whatever <laughs> he was why he's angry uh, just looking back it's like why would I think that would be a good idea for me to do um but for some reason he 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 uh, responded to me when he wouldn't respond yeah. to others, um, and I I think I think there's something about there's definitely something some things I've talked to Suzanne about um, that the reasons he was angry and like the the areas he was angry in you know the solar plexus mm-hmm. uh, I also have some some issues to work on there so I think he saw you know Suzanne described it as like finds like so you know I think. He saw, either he saw some similarities, like some like likes, like like finds like in that, or or uh, he was just picking off the weakest member of the herd. Yeah.
1: Well, if you skip ahead in the story, it wasn't necessarily his stomach that was in pain. Okay, um and then after that, we, me, Suzanne, and Lisa were all in room 17, Lucy's room, and we were clearing it, and it felt amazingly better. You could go behind where the bathroom was, which was usually really heavy, and you'd feel like you were suffocating, and it felt so much lighter, and Lucy was nowhere to be found, really, during this time. She was in and out and they were restructuring the whole energy grid of the Palmer house and then i everything settled down and we all kind of dispersed and a few hours later i went to bed and as soon as i passed through the threshold of my own room and closed the door i started to get intense abdominal pains like we said before but tenfold like i couldn't move and i was in a, like a fetal position clutching my stomach, sweating, thinking I was going to puke everywhere and not understanding what was happening and thinking that I was going to (laughs) die. And then uh, I stayed like this until Suzanne came back in the room. And then as soon as she crossed through the threshold of our room, I began to shake. And I would shake from my root chakra all the way up to my crown and I would flop like a fish and do it uncontrollably and it'd come in waves. And as first when I started feeling the pain, I kind of had an idea that it might have been the man from upstairs, but it was such intense pain that I didn't think that a ghost could really do that, but I was wrong, obviously. And I was just crying uncontrollably, and like Eric said, I knew it wasn't me. I know I wasn't feeling that, it wasn't my energy, it wasn't my emotion, it wasn't my sadness. And... I knew it was Lucy and they were both in my energy field at the same time. So I was just kind of flopping around but yet dormant and calm. Lisa and Suzanne were both working at me, working on me at the same time and Lisa was massaging my stomach and trying to move the energy through out my feet and Suzanne was trying to figure out what was going on and then about 30 minutes later we everything started calming down lucy was less hysterical and we realized that it was the first thing i thought it was maybe i was pregnant (laughs) and like it wasn't a possibility but that's what it my first instinct was and we realized that it was the energy and pain that lucy went through when she had her miscarriage and having to bring that out of your body and all of the pain and suffering that she went through. And the man was so sad because he was the one who impregnated her and he didn't get to have his child. only time I heard him is when he was speaking to Lucy and he was telling her how worthless she was and how she he was so angry with her that he was just trying to get rouse out of her by telling her how irrelevant she is and I think it was all just heartbreak and that he never got the chance to meet his we're assuming son and that's why he was so angry with us not listening to him and him not being able to tell his story and how everything is just about Raymond and Lucy. We acknowledged his story and his presence and we were tapping into all of their like relationship together and made him feel known and tried to understand him and hear him out. And then I, at this time it was like 3.30 in the morning and it was amazing because as soon as we tried to like get the gender and the name of the baby and just like made it seem like it was a thing that happened, like it was reality and that was the thing. We were validating that for him and we were respecting him but still telling him the way he, de- he dealt with it was wrong. And I sat up afterwards, cause I was laying down on the bed this whole time, and I sat up and the pain went away automatically. There was no after pain, no cramps, no nothing. I didn't, it was insane. And then we were all so tired that we were just like, we're gonna deal with this in the morning. And I'm guessing that's what they're
2: doing right now. Yeah. So was really just validation. Yeah. One of the reasons Kelsey, now Eric and I, wanted to do strange transmissions was to try to better understand the world around us. Sometimes it feels like every day something new and unexpected happens to us in our lives and we have to find a way to cope. While things like ghosts and spirits may seem like far out their concepts, we feel that by telling stories like this and others yet to come, we can help people cope with everyday life. That being said, we just wanna take a moment to let you all know that doing this podcast is a real labor of love for all of us. We all have full-time jobs, some of us play in bands. We all have families, friends, and everything else in between, all while trying to find time to squeeze this in. So please bear with us for now while we try our best to make the show. One of the other things we really believe in is making the show the best we can with the resources we have available to us at this time. I have a decent home studio set up for recording music, and it works well for our purposes here, but it's not the best, but we are trying to make it work. Also, all of our schedules are completely insane, and as you may have noticed, this episode came out over a month after our previous one, and for that I do apologize. But I wanted to make it what I knew it could be. So we are going to continue to do strange transmissions, and while it may take longer than we like, hopefully eventually one day we can make it a more regular thing because there are so many strange stories to tell, and we cannot wait to tell them. This episode is dedicated to Jill at the Sauk Center Historical Society. She helped us in our research for the previous episode about the Palmer House, and when we recently went back to Sock Center she gave us a tour of the Silver Creek Cemetery. We will be going back to Sock Center in the near future because we found out that it is actually a lot more interesting than we had originally thought. We'd also like to thank Kelly and the Palmer House staff one more time for being great to their guests, both living and dead. Thanks for listening.